Hello and welcome back to Life in North Dallas. We're your hosts, Louis Manto and Eric Manto. Our goal as a channel is to share the most current and exciting North Dallas market trends, quality of life experiences, and areas of interest so that we can be your go-to experts in North Dallas. Come with us as we explore the communities, lifestyles, and people living right here in North Dallas. All right, here we go. We are back again with another fantastic episode of Life in North Dallas. Lewis, very good. would you please introduce our special guest? Absolutely. I'm very excited for our guest today. Uh, just to give a brief start, he's a father to two beautiful children and husband to Nikki. He received his undergraduate degree in mathematics from Morehouse College in Atlanta, went on to earn his master's degree in business administration and information systems from Mercer University, and continued his education by obtaining, by obtaining an educational specialist degree in curriculum and instruction from Piedmont College. He began his, edu his career in education as a ninth grade algebra and geometry teacher <laughs> and basketball coach at South Gwinnett High School in Georgia. He then went on to Norcross, Norcross High School where he began to serve in the administration realm as a ninth grade community principal. And after a brief stint back at South Gwinnett High School, as an associate principal, he made the move to Dallas, Texas. Here in Dallas, he served as an assistant principal and collegiate administrator at North Dallas High School and was then brought up to the beautiful Prosper, Texas to help with the opening of Rock Hill High School as an assistant principal, where as of this spring semester, he is now the principal. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the principal of Rock Hill High School, Mr. Terry Mouton. All right, there we go. There we go. The crowd goes crazy. Man, that's quite an introduction. <laughs> I appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. We're excited to have you on. This is going to be awesome. Absolutely. Well, welcome to uh, Life High Above North Dallas here. We have a beautiful, crystal clear day, which uh, I didn't think we were going to have at 3 o'clock yep. this morning when the wind rattled all the windows <laughs> in my house. But uh, yeah, same. it is cleared out, and it's beautiful. And you know, I, I did a little research myself, and, it, and I find that you uh, were born and raised in Washington, D.C., is that right? Absolutely, yeah. I was, uh, I'm was a D.C. native. Nice. Um, Wonderful. Graduated from high school, so. Yes, there, sir. And, and moved down to Atlanta for the second part of my life there. So I still have some pretty good ties there in D.C. Um, nice. Awesome. Still kind of tied to the sports teams there. So yes, um, sir. you may, you probably don't know this, but, of course, uh, we lived in, in the uh, – Suburbs, the Maryland suburbs, for about 15 years, and I serviced uh, high schools in D.C. for many years in the yearbook publishing business. So what high school would you go to? Uh, I went to Archbishop Carroll High School. Archbishop Carroll, absolutely. Right One of my city. favorite accounts, no go. question about <laughs> it. Right up there by uh, uh, Catholic, Catholic University, University. And, and all that. Yeah, I had Our a great yes, couple sir. of great people that I worked with there at Archbishop Carroll. And then, of course... You know, you had uh, Dematha Catholic nearby, there big... Um, the big rivals there. Who was yeah. that? Coach, coach uh, Morgan Wooten. Morgan Wooten. I was going to say Mouton, but that's you. But yep. Morgan Wooten, who was a, a fixture there. Amazing. But yeah, so you went wow. to Archbishop Carroll. You got a great education. We know that. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And followed that up and going to Atlanta to uh, Morehouse College. Yes, sir. So, man, a lot. All right. You, you definitely yeah. are overqualified <laughs> for the position <laughs> no you're doubt. in here. No, no, no but, no, man, no. welcome. I am very happy with uh, how my educational track went there. I, I was afforded some great uh, opportunities to learn from some great people. So, Absolutely. Um, it's led me to where I am now. So no, I'm fantastic. About it. 
What year did yeah. you graduate? Just out of curiosity, from uh, from Carol. Oh, you come on now. I graduated <laughs> come on from now. Carol in 1988. 88. That was my first Young year man. in the yearbook business. I probably there worked you on your yearbook. Oh see, my goodness. There you go. So I'm gonna go back now and wow. pull that out and see what it you, definitely. Uh, it's gonna say Justin's in the back, and probably Shelly Metro was the rep who worked wow. with them, and I worked with Shelly. So you'll see that in there for sure. But maybe uh, I'll bring it by and can sign. I that love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure that autograph is uh, worth too much uh, yet. You know, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it could be down the road. I may even have to get his autograph. So you're taking yeah. over one of our flagship schools here in uh, Prosper ISD. I mean, it was such a such a glorious opening for Rock Hill. And, I mean, it's not disappointed one bit. And I understand I, I, I did a little math, not a math major like yourself, but went back four years. This is your first official graduating four-year class this year. Is that right, class 23? Absolutely, absolutely. This How is, are they feeling uh, about that? Hey, I think they're ultra excited about, uh, cool. you know, graduating, being the first four-year uh, group to, to go across the stage. Sure, absolutely. They had a chance to really establish the, uh, the, the, the foundation there, help us with wow. that, and see it grow over four-year period to, to where it is today. Um, they should wow. take... Uh, extra pride in walking across the stage uh, oh, no today. Doubt. So no that's doubt. amazing. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to see, to seeing that day It's going to be a few misty eyes. I'm excited no about doubt. this group crossing the stage this year. And like wow. any, you know, any new school, especially, you know, now you guys went from five, a to six, a very quickly. And, you know, you just don't know how you're going to compete in, in sports and academics and that, but obviously Rock Hill has shown themselves very capable in all those areas the men's basketball team, the ladies' basketball team right now are both in contention to do great things. How is the school accepting all that great stuff? I think every day they go in and they work hard. They love each other. Uh, that's kind of the, the slogan for the football team, LEO, and wow. the school has adopted it. Uh, we talk a lot about if you are playing one, you're playing all. So, mm. you know, the, the, the school really supports one another. And I think that's what's uh, unique about Rock Hill is the culture has been created four years ago. And it has only grown truer and truer over the years. So uh, once you get that momentum going, it is uh, tough to stop. Uh, you can try, <laughs> but, you know, they, they work with one another. And uh, they, they when you do that, you never know what you accomplish at that. Sure, point, absolutely. Right? You know, they go in and work hard, and, you know, they, the fruits of their labor starts to happen. So I'm excited for them. Wow. They're competing at the highest levels oh, at this point. For sure. There's some anxiety when you make that move from 5 to 6A, yeah. uh, given yeah, our status. And only be in existence for uh, three, four <laughs> years, right? You're stepping oh, yeah. right into the, big, the teeth of the, the, the mouth of the line, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, they, they've been able to go in and, and really accomplish it, and we all do it together. So that's a great thing. And I mean, it's it, certainly basketball. Last year, softball made it to the state tournament, right? Absolutely. So they had a phenomenal run. And academically, I know your your theater program, your band programs are top notch. I mean, you guys have such, got so many great things going on there. It's just unbelievable. It, it, it is a, uh, you know, it, I call it Nirvana, right? Yeah. The, the kids are coming in there and they really have an opportunity to come in and, and achieve. And I think when uh, we were built, it was trying to, you know, we, we were still servicing this great community of Prosper. Uh, yeah. A lot of kids didn't have that opportunity, may not have had that opportunity if they were in a larger school uh, at that time. So when they broke off, it just gave more people, uh, more students, an opportunity to be um, leaders, to go mm -hmm. out and accomplish those goals that they have when they were at a larger school. And uh, they're, awesome. they're taking advantage of it. Man. So, no, and I'm there awesome. to support them step as well well it's a beautiful campus yeah. and you know all you have to do is walk in the front door and get a just get a, a look-see at that big open concept your library and your 
uh, I guess your work pods. What do you call those in the library there? The learning cottages. The, the learning, learning cottages. cottages. I like that. I call, them, I call them the fishbowl as well. The fishbowl. So it really yeah, is. But every time I go in there, I see groups of students in there working and collaborating. And, and you've got technology all around that part of the building as well oh, yeah. with 3D printers. I mean, what's it like to be in a school where you've got 3D printers everywhere that kids can use? I mean, every inch of that building is for learning purposes, right? And it was designed that way, and the teachers are taking advantage of it. Students mm. take advantage of it. And, and that's how business and that's how the real world is. You're not mm -hmm. sitting in a classroom a lot of times. You're, you're yeah. finding areas <laughs> where you can collaborate and meet with one another, and uh, that's where the best ideas and you learn the, the most. So um, I, I would say here in Prosper, they, they took time out to really understand what it is that's going to help a student to be successful moving forward. Uh, not only in college, I mean, in high school, but in college and beyond, sure. whatever it sure. may be, uh, yeah. so that they can be contributors moving on. And, uh, it, you know, that that is a beautiful building. It looks much different from Archbishop Carroll. Yeah, oh, <laughs> man, no <laughs> doubt about uh, that. It, That's uh, The students have a, an opportunity there to really flourish and, and, and choose those things that they like to do in order oh, to yes. be successful. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just really a testimony to the administration that's able to kind of foster all that positivity in the schoolhouse and the kids are, you know, they're just very upbeat. I get to work with some of them here at the stadium, obviously on game days. And I mean, they're, they come in this place. It's like working with, with young professional adults. I mean, it is working with young people. They are very capable. I mean, exactly. from the cameras to the interviews and everything, you have Bronwyn Liber out there on the sidelines, right. you know, interviewing yeah. kids. And then the next day you'll see her out there shooting free throws. So, there you, go. you know, <laughs> it's, it's incredible what you're able or to vice fall. versa. She shot her free throws. <laughs> now she's interviewing after. No, she's, yeah, great. Exactly. she's great. No, she's awesome. She mm -hmm. is awesome. And I mean, even when you go in, you sit down on some of the benches that line the hallways, you know, I found one day I was in there and uh, had to plug my phone. And with a USB jack right. built right into the wall, I'm like, man, this school's thought about everything. Every, so, you know, everything. you want you oh, want yeah. your kids to be in an environment where they're going to be able to have the opportunity to learn and, and function like they are, like you said, in the real world. So, yeah. you know, that's very and, exciting um, for that. And, you know, on that note, obviously, you've been at Rock Hill for since the beginning there, and you've helped to grow that culture of, of learning and, and instilling a love of learning in students you know, talk a little bit about that and, and how y'all have done that and what you've done specifically uh, to really generate that culture there. Right. Uh, our, our core values are built around ICU, right? And, and we yep. want the children to be uh, seen, heard, and loved every day. Absolutely. Uh, it all starts with building that relationship with somebody in the school and building a relationship with them and then also finding something in that building that you are uh, attached to. Because it's not only about learning uh, in the classroom. That stuff has to happen, right? But we want you to come to school yep. in order to build those relationships and build mm -hmm. upon those things that you that, that you have interest in. Wow. Um, you look at some of the, uh, you know, the CTE-type mm -hmm. classes that they have, those that want to get into nursing, those that want to be in culinary arts. Uh, we have the to real learning opportunities for them. They go in and they actually do those things. And if it's those uh, electives and it's those interests that they have outside of school that's going to draw them there, uh, we want to make sure that we're providing them a, a great opportunity to learn those things that they can take on to that next level. And then also build around the, the stuff that they're doing in school. So uh, we want the classroom to mimic what they're going to see uh, going forward. And uh, we do a great job of doing it. I would say Prosper as a whole does a great job of uh, giving students real-world opportunities to be successful uh, in class oh, yeah. and experience the learning now. 
Yeah. Because there's nothing worse to say that, you know, I'm going to be a nurse when I grow up. And you mm -hmm. don't see that nursing class until, uh, you know, college, right? Mm -hmm. And then you go to college, and next thing you know, I don't like blood or, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't like this class. You've lost that window of opportunity to really um, expand on it. Absolutely. And, and see if this is something you truly like. And save a couple of dollars, too, because you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. And, to, and to that end, you know, I mean, Prosper, again, is a very fortunate community. We have, you know, Children's Health, Cook Children's, um, you know, Baylor Medical down the road as well. Yep. Does the school, is a school and the kids, are they able to collaborate with some of those other organizations? Absolutely. Uh, that, that is part of the program is that they get some training in school and then they go out into the real world and uh, maybe it's mm. in an ambulance, uh, going to a fire station, doing those sorts of things, and then yeah. going to the local senior uh, citizen's home mm -hmm. or even going to a hospital and learning mm. that experience right on thing. And uh, you spoke of some of the stuff that the, the kids are doing here on a day-to-day -day basis. A lot of these colleges, they they when they go to college, they're you know <laughs> head and shoulders above, mm. and uh, have uh, access to some of the most uh, you know technology that's far beyond what they'll see in college. Oh, and sure. you know, I know it's hard to sometimes grasp when you're in an environment like that how fortunate they are because they're getting. You know, top of the line education, their access to equipment and, and processes is unbelievable. You think, oh, everybody operates this way, right? Correct, correct. And and sometimes they go to a college and they go, oh, wow, they don't have everything I had in high school necessarily. How do you bridge that gap? Uh, well, they go in and they, they lead at that point, right? It's, there's no no reason why they can't go to the college and, and share those, those experience that they have in, 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 in high school. This is where it's going to lead to, and uh, you know, a lot of times they have they can pass those introductory classes and jump mm. right into the uh, upper level classes that'll allow them to to lead in that fashion. Wow. Uh, you know, we we are already seeing that, right? They come back after their first year, second year <laughs> being in college, and they're like, "Man, it is nothing like that <laughs> in, in, in college. It, it is a lot. They don't have the same things we have here. Mm. Uh, the studios oh, that yeah. we have on campus." They don't have that. No, I know. Um, yeah. it, it, you know, the, there's some actual news is, news uh, uh, outfits that that are out there uh, that that are serving in cities there that they don't have that same access and it is nothing like what they see here. So no again, I think it gr gives them the opportunity to walk into any program and have the confidence that they know what they're doing and uh, to lead uh, going forward uh, when they get to college. Is there any, are there any areas that we're expanding upon at this time, you know, that we're mm -hmm. adding more uh, courses to, that we're finding? I mean, I think, you know, the gaming community is one. I know we've, oh, we've yeah. recently started a, a gaming sport club, e I guess. Esports. Esports e e club, right? Yeah, right? And they won a state championship here. I think it Prosper did. Yeah, and then, right, sure. Yeah, we uh, were I, there as well. Yeah, um, yeah. We competed okay. on that level, on the awesome. state level as well. I mean, every, it, it all boils down to what the uh, student interests are, right? I wow. mean, it's taking a look yeah. at what's happening in the industry, giving them the opportunity. Stu students are coming in saying, we'd like to do this, hmm. and uh, really working with the curriculum group and the uh, district and finding those courses that are going to engage students when they're at, at school. So it, no, I think awesome. that, that's a, a, you know, that's something that Prosper takes, takes advantage of. They do a, well, a good job of really uh, engaging the students and giving them choices there that, they, oh, yeah. that interest them. And that'll allow them to be uh, productive citizens once they they leave. School. Yeah, and that's been For it's sure. been exciting to see that growth happen. I mean, all three of my boys graduated from Prosper High School, and you know, 
during their tenure here, we saw each year something new and exciting being added from, you know, my oldest who graduated in 09, the soccer program was brand new then. And now we've got <laughs> soccer programs that are competing across the state at the highest level, right? So, you know, it, it's amazing what we can do if we choose to do it. And right. this district seems to have a very good uh, grasp on what people, what the kids want and parents want and putting that into motion, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they, they poll and they, you know, it's a community, right? Everybody has a, a stake in, you know, how the schools are. Uh, I always like to say, uh, so goes the community, so goes the school. This mm. is a pr yeah. pretty uh, progressive area. People are coming in with uh, some some intentionality, right? They're choosing to mm -hmm. be here and they're bringing their expertise. Mm. And when they do that, they have the opportunity to, to hear their voices heard at the school level as well. Oh, and yeah. How we can ingrain those or, or get those programs in the school in order to help them be successful going forward. I'll are the parents? Uh, do you have a, a great you know interaction with your parent community out there? Are they in the LEO mentality, ICU mentality? It, it is LEO all over the place for Rock Hill. Uh, I would say that is the one thing that um, we have established here in Prosper coming off. I mean, you always have, you know, some some anxiety when you're breaking off from a, a, a new a, a school that has been established, mm -hmm. sure. the, the, the first one, right? Uh, you want to be able to separate yourself, but then also uh, have those traditions and have those things that made that original school uh, great. So I oh, think yeah. we've done a fantastic job of really uh, – pulling in the, the opinions and, and, and just looking at it from all stakeholders' perspective mm -hmm. and really taking into consideration what the students want going forward in order to provide a, a location and a place that they want to be. And the culture mm -hmm. uh, at Rock Hill is all-encompassing. Everyone is there to help one another. Uh, the, the teachers, the students, the faculty, the parents, the partners that we have. I mean, you talk about Rock Hill, and the first thing that they will say when I walk in here, the cult, you know, this is a nice palatial building. I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. But when they meet the people, they meet mm. the students, it, it, it's better than the, 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 the location mm. that they've walked into. Uh, so wow. that's, that's something that we really that take pride on uh, yeah. at, at Rock Hill is that they speak about the culture first and the people in the hmm. building. That, that says an awful lot, yeah. I mean, you want to yeah. have that, that positive culture going on for everybody, and you want the community buy-in, right? Because right. if they don't believe it, they're not going to support it. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you've got, of course, a, a brand-new high school opening up and uh, right nearby, goodness gracious, it's only a stone's throw. I think I can hit my uh, <laughs> sand wedge. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't doubt that. Um, no. How many of your kids are going to wind up approximately transferring over to Walnut Grove? How does that affect your population next year? Uh, I think the way they're doing the, uh, the, the zoning, uh, we would lose about 700 students. Um, I think wow. the rising juniors that are going to, um, to Rock, I mean, to, sorry, to, to, to the new school, Walnut Grove, uh, they had the choice to either stay here or okay. go to the school. All others would be zoned there based on the line that the, uh, the, the district put together. Mm -hmm. So uh, looking at that, that would be about 700 students that we would lose uh, next year. But, but at the same growth, time, with the growth, right? I mean, might have that 700 <laughs> plus right back, back the way huh? things are happening. <laughs> I mean, you drive around yes, your communities booming. and you can see the, the, the rooftops going yeah. up even as we speak. So, oh, yeah. you know, I'm over on 
the Rock Hill side of town, it's no shortage of new construction and people going and going. So, yeah, I doubt that you're going to see a huge differential, really, right? No, when all all things said and done, the way we've been growing here the past three years, uh, I I would say that we would have that and then some. um, But, you know. Yeah. We'll welcome them all, and I'm excited to, <laughs> to really welcome that next you know, group of students at our school and, and continue the tradition that we've established here. Wow. Will you have, uh, you know, will you maintain most of your administrative team going forward? Are most of them coming back to your campus? Most of them are coming back. Um, there is awesome. some, some, some lateral movement uh, with opening a new school. Sure. Uh, you know, part of it is to understand the prosper way and want those students that are going to that school to see some familiar faces when they go there. So there's going to be a no combination doubt. between uh, Prosper High School and Rock Hill High right. School that will have faculty there. So um, That's good. We, we, we do a good job of you know putting the right people in the right places and so that none of the schools are really uh, lo- we're losing good people, right? Sure. But uh, we're still we'll gain some good ones there as well. Yeah. But then it'll oh, yeah. also help the new school uh, to to start off on the right foot. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. huge. And I know I've already seen a few coaches uh, that are, you know, making the jump over there. Coach Peoples, I think I saw last right. week going over for the swim team, you know, it's but I, I all I also understand that here we have a natatorium which is phenomenal. Right. But you know, all those coaches kind of work together with their kids. Yeah. I mean there is a lot of collaboration going on. You, you, we lose a coach to one school, but in that reality, I mean, they're all there working out together. So like there's said, a lot of familiar uh, faces. There are familiar faces across <laughs> the board. I mean, you know, the, I think the rivalry is friendly. Um, it's, yeah. it's more so that we want to take care of all of the, uh, the, the communities across the board, the, the whole city of Prosper. We want to make sure that uh, everyone is is putting in a good good uh, place. And, uh, yeah, we, we may have lost Coach Peoples, but he's still rooting for us, uh, you know, rooting for those oh, yeah. kids that he had an opportunity to work with while, um, you know, at Rock Hill. And the friendly so rivalry, awesome. you know, that that's exciting to see on display. You know, this year, Prosper yeah. and Rock Hill got to play each other in football for the first time, which was a huge turnout here at the stadium, yeah, obviously. That was, I think that was the first time I really, you know, in the three years that I oh, yeah. to see both sides of the yeah, stadium. Yeah, it packed. was packed. It was so packed. It, it, it was, it was a, a sight to see. No doubt. And that basketball game uh, just a few weeks ago where, you know, the men's Rock Hill team put a, put a little bit of a whooping on PHS, but <laughs> – those stands were rowdy, and they were getting into it. It was so fun to yeah, see that's, that. That's what you – I mean, that's that's the fun part of the athletics, right? I oh, mean, yeah. They've, they've probably played with played uh, against each other all their lives since yep. they were little kids. Exactly. And then to see them on that stage there, uh, you know, performing at the, the, the highest level, right? In, oh, yeah. In high school. Yeah. Uh, going at each other. I mean. It, it makes for for interesting dinner conversations when they get back home. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm mm-hmm. sure it does. And and yeah, as, as you said, all those kids have been playing together in middle school or right. whatnot, and then moving up, and now they're playing against each other in high school. It, it really is fun. I know when I was in high school, uh, we didn't really have any rival like that. We right. were in a new district and um, and didn't have any of that. But but that's super exciting. So something else I kind of wanted to touch on was something that we sort of touched on a little bit, but that's just technology and how technology is ever going further and further and how that's affecting the schoolhouse with things like 3D printers or AI. I've heard a lot of stuff mm. about AI affecting, you know, oh I can write a research paper in two seconds, right? So right. 
how is uh how are we tackling some of some of the things like that? There there are advantages and disadvantages to For all sure. of this technology that goes <laughs> along. I mean, it, it takes someone uh very very good to kind of master or, or bring those opportunities to uh, a student to no doubt to, to program and all of those things that go with technology. Oh yeah, there's some benefits, right? Yep. But then uh, there are disadvantages that happen as well, and uh, we just got to do uh, our due diligence as educators to make sure that we can uh, identify those things and, and really use it to our advantage. Absolutely. Uh, 3D printers and having uh, you know technology where you do uh, interactive or, or camera you know type video yeah. lessons mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I oh, think yeah. those are advantages of it. I think that was yeah, the benefit absolutely. of 2020 uh, COVID, right? Uh, We built on some things that we can do to help a student gain more access. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you give them access to everything, uh, (laughs) it's like, how do you make sure that you're using it in the right fashion in order for them to still learn the things that they need to and be problem solvers uh, and thinkers outside of just doing assignments? So it's really about the creativity of the teacher and the faculty to make sure that they're using it in the right way so that um, students are really still have to think before they actually start to sure. just turn something in. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing a lot with the AI. I think that there's some uh, AI out there now that even write a paper for you. Mm, right? Yeah. All you have sure. to do is put some, uh, you know, a few things, but again, oh you know, how do you use that technology for your, to your advantage uh, as a, a faculty member? And you mm-hmm. also help the students to, to really understand that it is not really about, you know, turning in the work at that point. We want you to be able to you know, yep. communicate your thoughts in the right way. And we want you to be able to uh, you know, be a problem solver when you need to. Now, the technology is there to help you. You can always use it to, you know, possibly uh, you know, compare what you've done to what, sure. you know, something else. Sure. So Absolutely. It, it, it can be used as a tool. It's just being understanding how to absolutely and i saw something recently uh you know in social media of course but uh, i thought it was very profound and that was how you know a teacher was talking about that you know kids always say oh gosh i i don't need to use the pythagorean theme i don't need algebra i don't need you know calculus whatever and you know you may never use it in real life per se but you know your brain factoring those problems out and working through that problem is rewiring the circuitry in your in your head, right? Absolutely. So it's not it's not even that it's the final answer that you're getting, but it's right. the process it. of learning, right? To oh, yeah. a young mind can be very malleable, right? And and the more we can stress it and and coach it along, the better the better learning you're Absolutely. gonna be able to do. That's what we want. We want them to be able to you know communicate their thoughts and you know, yeah. put together their thoughts and and, and also. I mean, struggle with it. We call it the productive struggle Hmm. in class, right? Uh, So sometimes you learn more from getting the wrong, the the, the wrong or or the problem incorrect or the wrong answer than you do from getting it correct all the time because it becomes habit at that point. But if you get it incorrect, now I have to go back and you know reflect (laughs) on what I did. I have to go back and redo it. I have to understand and really go through, comb through it, make sure that I understand. Funny thing you might say about the Pythagorean theorem. Being <laughs> uh, we had an activity where you know we kind of defined uh, how why you're doing this, right? So uh, it's really about measuring distance with the uh, Pythagorean theorem, and yep. that's how a lot of things are built. So we had a class that we talked about the building. We had a class that teachers took advantage of that and had them measure things 
Hmm. I can tell you how tall this flagpole is just by measuring out how the the, the, the shadow or something, the shadows yep. and that sort of thing. And uh, you know, put it in the formula and you see wow. how it is, and then you beam it and you say, use the technology, and you beam it and you say, how tall is it? Oh, my answer that I was able to do on my head. Now I, I can see that this is why this uh, laser was built. And this mm-hmm. is how I was doing this measurement under the cover. So. Well, and that's huge. And making it making it real life for kids, I'm sure, really helps. Is right. making it tangible for them to see how it's going to help them in the future. And and you touched on a point previously, which is just problem solving. And in today's world of computers and technology, a lot of coding and things, you have to be able to problem solve. There isn't an answer out there for you to tell you where the bug is in your code. Right. <laughs> You've got to be able to problem solve and and comb through that and and see what's going on there. Absolutely. So that's huge. That's Absolutely. amazing. Well, we see, again, you know, another thing that I think, you know, Prosper's done a great job of, but we've got our, you know, engineering programs in our schoolhouse, right? So, and and those students are working on things like solar-powered cars and, you know, gosh knows who else what, but, you know, you go into that engineering space and, uh, you know, they're working on things that you could only (laughs) dream of working on in college, right? I mean, are they doing some cool stuff or what? As I said earlier, I mean, the experience that they're getting here in high school is second to none. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of the stuff that they're doing now, they wouldn't see until their junior, senior year, or even post-grad once, <laughs> they, uh, once they go to college. I mean, they're building a solar car from scratch, mm-hmm. and then they're driving that thing from uh, Texas Motor Speedway all the way to California over oh the summer. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So, um, you know, they, they've worked on that. It's and not every school see. has that, right? Let's just be clear. I think not. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think they do. I don't, I, don't think think they do. I don't think every school has that. No. And just to see them do this every day and want to come into school in order to make that happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the definition of learning. I mean, you're engaged in what it is that you learn. You understand what it is that you're putting together. And then you can carry those that's skills awesome. on to other things. I think, unfortunately, you know, the I don't want to say the media because people tend to focus on the bad things that happen in a schoolhouse or around the schools, whatever. But, you know, if we really focus on all the good things that are happening, I mean, there's not enough hours in the day, right? Absolutely not. I mean, we have about 2,800 students, right? How many instances do you, you, you hear about one or two off and they'll, they'll use that, uh, you know, instance that they may not have had the most positive interaction yeah, and they'll carry that one, you know, to the cows come, right? Oh yeah. But there are 28, 2,799 other uh, uh, interactions and things that are happening throughout the day that these kids are flourishing. Uh, I always say, guys, you're going to be taking care of me one day, right? I graduated (laughs) in 88 and maybe coming sooner now. (laughs) But uh, I want to make sure that I've built a relationship with you and and you guys understand that you're going to be leading us moving forward. So. you got a lot to carry. You got a large. You got a, a pretty, a pretty large uh, uh, baton to carry moving forward. So, uh, no I, I entrust these kids. They do some fabulous things, and it's just not on the athletic front. It's on the education Absolutely. side. Our DECA team is statewide. Our HOSA team, wow. is statewide. Uh, they're doing some great things across the board. And you know, I know it's, it's been a big challenge here of late recruiting teachers and and. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that the schoolhouse has programs with Taffy and PALS and things like that. You know, how, how, are, how many kids are getting involved in, in wanting to be future educators that you get to interact with? 
Well, we have a Ready, Set, Teach program here at our school okay. as well as part of that whole CTE choice that they want. And they mm-hmm. had the opportunity to, to, to learn uh, for a couple of years and then have experiences at the school level to do some mm-hmm. uh, student teaching. So it's just an opportunity, really, for them to get a taste of what it would be like, and then when they go to college, they can, uh, you know, grow that even more. Again, give them a taste of it here. Uh, see if this is something yeah. that you truly want to do, and then uh, you can, you know, take advantage of it and moving forward. But it's really about taking oh, yeah. care of those teachers that we have now and retaining them, because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times our faculty uh, and teachers don't get uh, recognized for the hard work that they do every day. See it in the media quite often is that they're not, you know, they painted in a bad light that they're not doing what they're needing mm. to do in order to move. And again, it's those one or two small instances that yeah. are, are are broadcast. Like this is yeah. the, you know, this is what's happening across the board. <laughs> but uh, I would also say have them come to the school and see it for themselves. Yeah. Um, we have those opportunities for our parents to come into school and walk the school part of our guardians of the hill program hmm. and they can see oh, wow. for themselves what the kids are doing in school every day uh, our school is open awesome. to, to those opportunities for them to, to come and see it and i think that's wow. what makes us unique is that we're, we're not a closed shop um, again so goes the community so goes the school we want you to be a part of this process what uh, what neighborhoods currently feed into rock hill we have a uh, we, we have a Frisco address, yep. right? We have a Frisco address. <laughs> yep. So we service uh, all of the neighborhoods, like from PGA Parkway up to Blue Leaf. Okay. Um, and then we go uh, down Virginia Hills into McKinney. Okay, yep. Uh, so Frisco, so McKinney. Now we've got two, McKinney, McKinney. Two, two, two areas. And then wow. so we go down towards uh, um, uh, Independence. And you head okay. north back up towards uh, 380. And then we, we hit some of Prosper. We have a few of those Prosper addresses through there. LaSema, like I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. LaSema. Uh, so sense. some of those lines will change for next year. But um, we, we have pretty much from 1st Street South. Oh, sorry. 1st Street South uh, across 382 to uh, PGA Parkway. So we have a little small. And Hayes Middle School there. feeds into you. And the soon-to-be Daniel Jones Middle School will feed yeah, into yeah. you. And that's yeah. right on next door. That's yeah. on the campus, wow. it feels like. Yeah, yeah um, it is. It'll, an extension. It'll create quite the traffic flow, but uh, I think it'll be good. Uh, they'll yeah. be able to yeah. see uh, where they're going to be going the, the following year and interact with us just like they're, they're part of the campus. So no, that's awesome. That's pretty it's cool. It's good to have both of them just right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'll make really it very cohesive. So uh, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so something that I wanted to ask you, you know, kind of a, a two-parted question, I guess, but, um, you know, what made you get into the education field and um, kind of grew your love for teaching? And then on top of that, you know, what advice do you have for any anybody trying to get into teaching or, or who wants to, to help kids in the future and things like that? Um, that, that that's a... We can be here for another hour <laughs> talking about that. But, um, you know, the, the way I, I had a kind of roundabout path in order to get into education. When I graduated from college, uh, that education or being in a classroom was furthest from my mind. So hmm. I went okay. to corporate America, and I did sales for about uh, seven years. Oh, wow. And uh, I was doing right around the dot-com, dot-bomb mm. area, right? Yeah. Uh, I was selling store IT storage and that sort of thing. Okay. Hmm. my degrees in math and information systems yeah. got my MBA in uh, information systems so sure. I, I covered the southeast area 
But uh, all along that, during that sort of thing, uh, I would tutor kids uh, in math. Hmm. And uh, you know, they would always come and say, I know you, you know, my, my network of friends would always refer them to me. We would do the work over the telephone, or they would come mm. in over the weekend. So that was kind of my way of giving back, was wow. to uh, you know, do some service with, with students and make yeah. sure that they understood why they were doing what they're doing. And I always had uh, a love for it letting them know why is it that they're doing what they're doing, especially in math, because kids, after they, you know, once they get to, like, fifth, sixth grade, they start to, I don't know if I like math that much, right? It's hard, for Uh, sure. You know, they they (laughs) don't have as much success as they once did, like learning the numbers, learning how to add. Now it's starting to apply it a little bit more. Yeah. So doing that, and, uh, you know, I did that for a little bit, just just doing the the, uh, Hmm. supporting and, and tutoring stuff like For that sure uh dot com the dot bomb happened right you know <laughs> the industry flipped upside down and yeah. they were, you know they were asking me to move i got married i'm like uh i don't think i want to do those things so um yeah. i actually took a package back in the day and I, hmm. I ended up you know working for myself for a little bit okay so i opened up uh you know subway restaurants in the atlanta area so oh, i was wow. a little oh, franchisee awesome. and that's I, cool know, yes sir we're doing those sorts of things but all along they would still you know ask me to help out in math wow and uh, i had a good friend of mine that i graduated from uh that graduated from morehouse with and he was a principal of south gwinnett high school hmm. and i lived in that gwinnett county area at the time and he said man i, I need some help in these classes because uh teacher shortage at that point um, mm. they, were, they were really looking for math and science teachers across the board but he wow. said if he, if i could just get you to come up here and mentor some of these students and then also sub as well <laughs> oh, you have the time you, you know you yeah you're just doing that restaurant thing <laughs> i don't got have plenty of time, time. I got plenty <laughs> of time. yeah but uh, i end up doing that for a little bit i said yeah sure i'll come in a day or so so i would go up there and uh you know i, I teach a class and you know Sometimes when you're a substitute teacher, they move you around different areas. Of course. Some, some areas may not be your expertise, so your involvement may not be as, as much as it needs mm-hmm. to be. So I actually said, I'll sub only if I can do math. Mm. And most people wouldn't do that. But when I would go into those classes, I, I, knew, the, I knew the content well enough that I could go in and you know, engage them because yeah. I knew it. And they were like, oh, you know how to do this. Oh, you know, how to do so the interaction with the students became really fun oh, and they wow. would s- seek me out. So I ended up doing that. And then uh, that one class or that couple of days a week turned into, uh, hey, we got a job for you. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I ended up taking that opportunity. My wife actually is has been in education, you know, all her career. And okay. uh, she is um, been in my ear about that as well. <laughs> just need to go ahead and uh, make that change yeah Uh, what i found that i you know i love the subject of math but it was more about the interaction with Mm. the students and uh you know seeing that light bulb turn on for me (laughs) that i really got a big thrill out and it was much you know it was much more satisfying than going out and making a sale right you get that sale is kind of you know it's great to have but then it turns into what have you done for me lately Mm -hmm. and it's (laughs) always getting more and more and then the grind of it really became uh you know it can become overbearing oh, uh, yeah. some people really enjoy that and you know out of school you're gung-ho i'm gonna make all the money in the world <laughs> and you know you can chase that for a while but then for i sure. started having a family and i'm like do i really want to you know do this 
but um, at that time I got into uh, uh, the education part of it, and um, it's been it's been fun ever since. And it's more about the students and um, That's you know, awesome. seeing that light bulb turn on. And I, and I had a chance to coach as well, which was fun. Something I did in, in yep. you know, I played in, in, in high school. And okay. I said, hey, I can coach too. Let's, let's do that. Even more interaction with them. Just, yeah. just trying to make sure that they uh, understand that there's people out here that can help help them awesome. uh, gain, gain what they want to. So that's, that's kind awesome. of my, uh, the short version. But um, uh, that that's how I got into the business of uh, education is through alternative paths. No, that, that's amazing. That's great. And, you know, I, to be able to take, you know, the things that you love to do and, and turn those into helping kids. I mean, my goodness, oh, yeah. uh, that's what you want every teacher to feel like, you know, they want to be there right. for the right reasons. Right. Teaching right. is important, but being there for the kids and, and being able to understand their needs and right. helping them have a good experience and, you know, come away oh, from yeah. that. Like, man, that Mr. Mouton, he was a great teacher. He was a good teacher, but he was a great person. Right. right. And maybe a it. great teacher, great person. But, uh, you know, I'm sure you still have kids today that probably seek you out and say, hey, man, you know. You know, I've been at it for a little bit. So now those, you know, those Facebook requests that, yeah. you know, from them, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Yo, yeah. I was your, I was your uh, student back oh, here. Man. They have a full family now. Those, wow. That, I mean, it's a great, great feeling to see. That, that is awesome. Sometimes you don't get it, uh, you know, while you're there in the 40s, but it's years down the line that when they come back and they have that interaction with you, uh, it's a great feeling. So that's amazing. I, I enjoy this this part of it because you really don't get in it for the money. Really, it's about those establishing those race relationships uh, across. Oh, the no doubt. No well, you're in you're in a great place, and uh, you know we certainly hope you have all the success there at the Great Rock Hill. I know you're you're no set doubt. up to have great success, and you've got a great supporting cast around you. All Absolutely. the teachers, administrators, coaches, and it's it's a match made in heaven. I think you know. Dustin uh, was a great person to kind of bring you in and keep the good times going. Did you get the Did you get the jacket? I'm just curious. Did I you have get, the jacket? You got the jacket. Full I thought maybe you wear that shoes, today. And the shoes. And the shoes. The sparkles. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, you got to have you got to have a big personality to be in a schoolhouse today, and uh, you know, we like to see that kind of in our oh, yeah. in our administrators. So congratulations. Yeah, I again. am definitely fully indebted to uh, Mr. Toth. There, he took a chance on me, and uh, he, he really allowed me to. To go in and, and flourish there at um, Rock Hill, he put together a tremendous team. Uh, it, it's a truly a joy to come in to work every day and, and interact with everyone that's there. So that's amazing. Uh, amazing. It's, it's great. Wow. Well, where can people find you on social media if they want to? You know, if they want to find the podcast, they want to find your Twitter handle, Instagram, all that good stuff. Well, I'm at uh, at Rock Hill High School HS at Rock Hill HS. Nice, um, awesome. So uh, that's where you can find me. Shoot. Uh, an email and I'm also uh, on all handles it's at Rock Hill High School it's the same Very across good. all those all those different uh, streams there so if Perfect. you want to get in touch just go ahead and shoot me a, a, a message there and I'll definitely awesome. I'll get back to you well we're hoping you know our, our audience from here to around the world literally people listen in so you know they're gonna yep. maybe reach out to you and have questions and that's really why we're here to kind of help oh yeah help people understand what it's like to live in this great community and you're certainly a great representative we appreciate you coming on today yeah, for sure it's a fabulous place to be i tell you that so um you Love would it. not be disappointed if you want to this is your destination that's for sure Cool. Oh, absolutely. All right, Lou. Well, yeah, no doubt. Well, hey, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate this. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you for everything that you do for the district here in Prosper. And uh, 
for all our listeners, this has been principal of Rock Hill High School, Mr. Terry Mouton, and just a little taste of life here in North Dallas. All right. The band plays. 